Information presented on this program and by its guests is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information and may not be suitable for members of the listening audience. A professional advisor, attorney, or tax professional should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Are you retired or getting close? Welcome to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom you need to live your dream retirement. Are there challenges on the way? You bet. Inflation, the economy, and the ups and downs of today's markets will try to rob you of your dreams. But take heart and take notes, because what you're about to learn will put you on the winning side of life for the rest of your life. Now, here's the host of Retirement Lifestyles, Patrick McNally. Hello, everybody. It's your favorite financial advisor, Patrick McNally here, welcoming you to the Retirement Lifestyle Show, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. Now, if you are already retired or you are getting close, you can see that light at the end of the tunnel, you have come to the right place. If you've been sacrificing, stuffing money away into, the, into those retirement plans, like your IRAs, your 401ks, all that kind of good stuff, like I said, this is the right show because we're going to talk about money, going to talk to you about all the six core areas of financial planning, like cash management, risk management, tax planning, estate planning, retirement planning, all these plans that are going to be happening here, investments, all the good stuff. I'm going to rotate these topics each and every month. And what's going to happen is you're going to learn how to build an amazing plan for your retirement. One of the most important things that you're going to learn is how to create an income stream that is safe, predictable, and guess what? Can even increase every year, no matter what that market's doing, no matter how crazy inflation's getting. It is all about the income in retirement. Let me tell you what, there's no better kind of income than tax-free income. I want to teach you how to achieve tax freedom in retirement so that you're not worried about when Uncle Sam comes in, starts changing all the rules, coming after your retirement accounts, only because he can't pay for all of his promises and balance his own checkbook. You know what? Most people would agree with me that taxes are going one way, and that is up. So we want to make sure that we're keeping you up to date on any of the tax changes, all those things. We're going to bring people on the show as well, tax professionals, to help um, teach you about any changes you need to know about so that you can control future taxation. I'm the owner of Retirement Lifestyles Advisors. Check us out online. We're an independent registered investment advisory firm, and our specialty is retirement income. We build plans. We help people with strategies who are currently retired or they're getting close to retirement, that's really, in my opinion, the most important time to plan. Maybe you're five years or less. I've been doing this for 22 years now, helping people just like you, and I've been talking about it on the radio forever. And what I found is that most people, here's the thing, they worry in retirement, and it is normal. They worry about income, healthcare, inflation, the markets, taxes. If you are feeling that way, you're not alone, but you can help control those fears, you might even be able to eliminate it altogether. And let me tell you how to do it. It's going to be with planning. 
having a plan in place. And I'm going to help you build that plan and guide you through this maze. But you got to remember too that retirement planning is not just a one-time thing. You got to keep doing it. You need to do it each and every year, making sure that your plan matches your current goals and even your long-term goals. Guys, we're here in the middle of April 2023. The topic for this month is retirement planning. What are those steps you need to be doing to be prepared for the big day? And today I'm going to be talking to you about social security, specifically what to do when the government cuts your social security check by 20% in approximately 11 years. Whoa! After that, going to head into the mailbag segment along with some IRA FAQs. And then finally, going to wrap up the show with action items that you can be implementing right away. Now, last show, I mentioned my new report, The 10-Step Program for Retirement Success. If you want a free copy, go to patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. While you're there, schedule a free 30-minute phone call with me, too. I'm glad to answer any questions that you have. We got a big show for you, so I'm going to jump right in. Go refill your coffee, grab that pen and notepad. We'll be back in one minute. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, A Simple Guide to Navigating Retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the retirement lifestyles income plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, everybody, welcome to the show. This is Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. We're going to launch right in because I really, I got a lot to talk about, and I've been looking forward to doing this show because I haven't done it in a while, and we're basically going to be talking about Social Security uh, for the next 20 minutes or so, and I'm going to dive, I'm going to do a deep dive into this. Um, if you're just joining us, the name of this, sh- the name of really this show, this segment is going to be what to do when Social Security cuts your check by 23 percent in the year 2034, and it's happening. I mean, that's 11 years from now, guys. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna walk through this because this might be new news for a lot of you. Um, I remember about a year ago. Um, some news articles started to kind of surface and, and some, some, some coverage was made about the problems that Social Security has been having, guys, for 40 years. And I'll explain why. But basically, in a nutshell, Social Security is broke. Um, the trust fund is out of money. And they've been telling us on our Social Security statements for years that 
without substantial changes by Congress, um, they're going to have to cut benefits. That it's going to be broke by the year 2034. And it, I've been doing this for so long, and, and you know they, they change that number back and forth. Some years it's 2023, some years it's 2034, 2035. You know, but it's always right around that date, and it's somewhere between 18 and 23 percent. And so it's kind of interesting, though. I want to make sure I'm not jumping around too much, but I got so much to say. It's kind of interesting. They've been showing this on page two of our statement for years. And if you find an old statement, at least two years old, maybe three years old from from now, 2023, if you can find an old statement, look on page two and look right in the middle of the page um, under where it shows, you know, your benefit amounts at age 62, 67, and, and 70. You look down below and it's, it's in bold, but it's in really small font, of course. And it shows you right there. And it's plain as day. They tell us right on our statement that they're out of money. And that without changes, they're going to cut our benefits. Well, fast forward to today. If you go looking for your statement, you go on to ssa.gov, download your statement. It's going to be very similar to, um, to something you can actually Google if you want to just see an example statement. Um, or look at your most recent but if you want to just look at an example, you can Google Wanda Worker, and it'll bring you up a 2023. I'm looking at the most recent one right now, February 2nd, 2023, Wanda Worker Social Security Statement, and it's basically a sample. When this first came out, I was like, oh, wow, okay, they kind of changed the look of the statement, and it's like, yeah, okay, they put, they actually put your estimates on the front page, you know, kind of a thing, and and kind of do it in this cascading order, 62 through 70, and give you some different age brackets and what you can expect. And I, and then I, I, I scroll right to page two and I'm looking for it. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey, where'd they put the, where'd they put the warning? Did they hide it? Well, where's the thing at? Lo and behold, you go back up to page two and look at the very bottom. And it says we base benefit estimates on current law, which Congress has revised before and may revise again to address needed changes Learn more about Social Security's future at, and they give you a link, ssa.gov forward slash there for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is such a joke. So if you click on that, so basically what they did was they hid the numbers into a link. If you click that link, it brings you to a page that says, will Social Security be there for me? Question mark. And it talks about the trust fund, how Social Security is broken up into two different funds. One is the OASI, Old Age and Survivors Insurance, plus Disability Insurance equals the trust fund. And it's saying, okay, transforming the meet, the, to meet the needs of our customers. It says that OASI and DI trust funds have reached the brink of depletion of asset reserves in the past, and it's showing, it's showing like, you know, this, this, this arrow with money and the arrow's going down. That's never a good sign. And then next to it, it shows, you know, Congress, it shows the Capitol chambers and it shows 1977, it was going up and then down and then back up in 1983. And then it shows this hidden arrow and it shows 2.9 trillion is what it's being paid out. And it says in 1977 and 1983, Congress made substantial changes to the program that resulted in a $2.9 trillion in the trust fund today. So what were the substantial changes? Yeah, yeah, taxes. That's what the substantial changes were. But the last change they made was 40 years ago. 
They've been kicking this can down the road for 40 years knowing full well that they're running out of money because the government cannot manage money. They're ridiculously stupid at managing money. It's horrible. It's ridiculous. And what this boils down to, in my opinion, is that Social Security is the biggest Ponzi scheme in the history of the world. It is the biggest Ponzi scheme. And I'm not the first person to say that. Um, I'm really not. And I'm going to actually read you a, uh, a couple of uh, passages out of Chapter 6 of my book, Retirement Planning 101, where I talk about this specifically. The title of the chapter is called The Biggest Ponzi Scheme of, of All Time. And so if you want a copy of my book, just go to patrickmcnally.com and get you a copy. I'm reading out of Chapter 6. I'm going to in just a minute. But I want to finish on this page, this link that says, Will Social Security be there for me? So it shows all these arrows, blah, blah, blah. You know, It's trying to build you up. And then it's looking at it's like, okay, what's the Social Security in the future? What does this look like? And it says the combined OASI and DI trust funds will be able to pay out benefits in full and on time until 2034. That's 11 years, guys. It's here. I've been talking about this for 15 years. And I remember like when I first really kind of came upon this, like I've been doing this for 22 and you learn new stuff all on the way. And then when I kind of, I came upon this and I went, whoa, why isn't this being talked about? Why isn't this like front page news every other day? Americans need to know this stuff because it's not like it's something new. And when those, when those news articles came out like a year ago, people flipped out like this was new news. And I remember doing like three or four shows like, why are you guys flipping out? This, why are, this, they've been telling us this for years. Because nobody pays attention. That's why. And that's what the government hopes, that you don't pay attention and flip out. But it says next, it shows this 78%. And you're like, well, what does that mean? It's got like dollar coins, like gold coins around this like pie chart that says 78%. What does that mean? Okay, let's read it. Even if legislative changes are not made before 2034... We'll still be able to pay 78% of the benefits. Is that supposed to make us feel better? I mean, literally, that's how they wrote it. Like, well, hey, look, guys. Look, I mean, we know we're broke. We know we're idiots. But even if legislative changes aren't made before 2034, even if they're not made in 11 years, hey, at least we're still going to be able to only cut your paycheck by 22%. That's what they're saying right there. Sorry, I'm probably getting a little fired up, but Social Security does this to me because so many Americans rely. We were sold a bill of goods when Social Security first came out. We were sold a bill of goods. We're paying taxes out of our eyeballs to fund Social Security. If you're self-employed like I am, I get to pay Social Security tax twice. Thank you very much for being self-employed. You get to pay it twice. If you're an if you're an employee for a company, you're paying six point two percent up to like hundred and sixty on one hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of income. A self-employed person, I get to pay twelve and a half percent. Thank you very much, Congress. That feels great for something that I guarantee is probably not going to be there for me twenty years from now when I go for benefits. So, okay. Anyway, I want to read this chapter out of my book. Where'd I put my book? Put it around your summer. Here it is. I found my book. Okay. I kick this, I kick off chapter six by saying the greatest Ponzi scheme of all time. 
and it says, have you ever heard of Charles Ponzi? A Ponzi scheme is, this is the definition, is, a, is an investment fraud that involves the payment of purported returns to existing investors from funds contributed by new investors. Ponzi scheme organizers often solicit new investors by promising to invest funds in opportunities claimed to generate high returns with little or no risk. In many Ponzi schemes, the fraudsters focus on attracting new money to make promise payments to earlier stage investors to create the false appearance that investors are profiting from a legitimate business. With little or no legitimate earnings, Ponzi schemes require a consistent flow of money from new investors to continue. Ponzi schemes tend to collapse when it becomes difficult to recruit new investors or when a large number of investors ask to cash out. And that is from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. That's the definition of a Ponzi scheme. So what happened was back in 2012, go back in time with me a little bit, then Texas Governor Rick Perry got in some hot water by his fellow politicians, got all mad at him for describing the Social Security system as a Ponzi scheme. I was like, dude, f- kudos to you for being brave enough to, to a politician finally being transparent and actually calling, what it, calling it exactly what it is. Look, the Social Security Act was signed into law by Roosevelt in 1935, and it was originally designed to provide general welfare to pay for retired workers at age 65 or older. And in order for the original system to work, back then, it needed the taxes of 42 workers for every one person collecting benefits. It needed 42 people paying Back then, a maximum total tax of 30 bucks per year. So it was straight up. You pay us 30 bucks. We need 42 of those people, and we're going to funnel that money to the one person collecting benefits. So there's your Ponzi scheme. You got money coming in from new people, the workers, paying out to the old people of the Ponzi scheme who collect the benefits. Fast forward to today. I said this before. Now it's taxing two to three workers at 6.2% of their earnings for every one retiree. So we went from 42 to three workers, but a higher percentage of earnings. So we're paying way more into Social Security than they did back then. And again, I, I just because I'm a little bitter about it, um, if you're lucky enough to be self-employed, you get to pay that tax twice. So money's taken from workers. It's transferred to retirees. The rate of return is not guaranteed. Most people are going to average between 2 and 4%. And many people usually lose money if they die before they receive the benefits that are equal to their contributions. So there's a whole chapter on that. If you guys want to read it, go grab my book. Free copy. Go to patrickmcnally.com. It's chapter six. You'll love it. All right. I want to keep going here and get back to my notes. Again, if you want to check out, get download your most recent statement. Check it out. Look at the numbers. And then right on that first page at the bottom, hidden, is that link. And... Um, and you can see it for yourself, guys. They're, they're telling us exactly what's going on. The next question comes up is when should you take your benefits? Should I take it at 62? Should I wait to full retirement age or FRA at 67? Or should I wait to the full, full retirement age of 70? And I get mixed. My, my own opinion, guys, is if you do, you do your income planning, don't. this is not a recommendation. Don't take it as such. 
Don't run out and just start collecting your benefits because I said said something here. You got to talk to a financial planner, talk to a CPA, run your numbers, make sure it works for you. But my honest first opinion is take it as early as you can get it. Take it as early as you can get it. 62, take the money. Take the money because when you run the numbers, you look at what we call the crossover period, which is the amount of time it takes for you to make up that gap from 62 to 67, and even from 67 to 70, it's like a 15 to 20 year time period. And tomorrow is promised to no one. I can give you firsthand knowledge of how this example works because everybody's like, well, what if I die early? There's no spousal benefit. Your spouse doesn't get to keep your check coming in. You get to keep one of the two checks, the higher one of the two, thankfully, but you don't get both. Social security does not have a spousal benefit for death. It, it doesn't. So you lose. So if you're both taking Social Security and it makes up 60, 70, 80% of your household income, which is actually pretty common these days. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I remember seeing like 60% of Americans, their Social Security checks make up 60 to 75% of their, their total income. So what happens when one of you passes away? I'm going to go through these numbers in a little more detail, but just think about that for a second. You could lose... 35, 40% of your income? Uh, brutal. So I'm saying take that money now. I mean, my, my mom and dad, that was their plan. My dad retired. He's five years older than my mom. My mom was a, was a teacher. She was a principal of a school, and then she was a, a college professor. And her goal was to get to age 70. She's like, max it out. We're just going to, I'm going to wait till 70, and then I'm going to retire, take the full benefit, and we're going to have fun. She died of a massive stroke at the age of 69, didn't see one penny of her Social Security check that she paid into for 45 years. Dad never saw a penny of that money, not one penny. That's what I'm saying. You take that check early, <clears throat> check, with your, check with your advisors before you do it, run the numbers. But it may be worth it to take that money early because at the end of the day, it's going to get cut anyway. Take the money, spend the money. And if you can do it, if you got money in savings, 401ks, IRAs, if you can make the math work, if you can make Social Security a bonus check, do it. I'm telling everybody my age, I'm telling everybody under the age of 50 right now, don't rely on Social Security. Pretend like it's not even there. I've run plans for people where I don't even include expected Social Security. So I don't, we don't set up that expectation that 30 years from now it's actually going to be there. So I tell people, let's just plan for that to be trip money. But if you're in Social Security right now, if you're looking at this, this is a very real possibility of how to plan for a 23% cut. I'm going to give you some numbers here, and then I'm going to tell you some things that you can do to help offset this. So how do you plan for a 23% cut to this? I'm going to walk through some numbers here. Hopefully this is clear. I'm going to give an example of a couple. Uh, married couple, annual income needs are $60,000. That's what they need to live their retirement lifestyle. They've also got investments in a portfolio of $300,000. Their cur current Social Security checks are $2,000 a month each. So there's four grand total coming in in Social Security checks. So in this example, this is going to be a couple who both worked and, uh, and paid into Social Security pretty equally. So they got four grand a month coming in, and they need to make up the gap with investments of twelve thousand dollars. That's going to get them the sixty thousand dollars that they need, right? Four grand a month, forty-eight thousand plus twelve. There's sixty. All right. So after the first cut, eleven years from now, 
their payments go down almost a thousand bucks. They go down nine hundred and twenty dollars. So they go from four grand a month to three thousand and eighty. It may not seem like a lot, but remember, there's they're taking out twelve grand a year now, and that's about a four percent withdrawal rate from their investments, right? Four percent of three hundred thousand, that's twelve grand. So after that first cut, they still need sixty thousand dollars to meet their needs. So what happens here? Well, their 4% withdrawal rate almost doubles. It goes to 7.8%. Me and Miles just call it 8%. It basically doubles. Because now they got to take out almost $24,000 to get the same amount of income. So what happens if the market goes down 12%? Well, if it goes down tw- if it, if if it goes down 20, you got to earn 26. If it goes down 30, you got to earn 46. Brutal. Okay, now what about the second cut? Well, what do you mean, Patrick? You only mentioned one cut. You said there's going to be a cut in 11 years. Yeah, but the second cut is when one of you dies. You know, my mom died at 69. There was the second cut. They didn't even have a cut. That was their first cut. But if you're both taking social, this happens and then you get you get that first cut and then one of you passes away now your income gets cut down to $1500 a month you your your withdrawal rate from your savings goes up to f- almost 14% cuz you got to take out $41,000 because now you're only getting 18 grand a year from one social security check there's no spousal benefit guys so what do you do to make up that loss? You do you got to sell the house, you got to downsize, you got to sell a car, you got to cut out travel, you got to get a part-time job. What do you do in order to make up that loss? In this scenario with with the cut to social security and one spouse passing away, that is a 62% loss of income that was guaranteed. Wait a minute, I thought it was guaranteed. Yeah, it was guaranteed until it wasn't. A 62% loss. Now you're pulling out almost 14% a year from your investments, which is not sustainable. So how do you how do you offset this? I'm going to give you two strategies. Number one, you got you to gotta invest in such a way that your investments pay you an income where you're not having to sell investments to get your income out. In that scenario, when you're doing a 4% withdrawal rate, you're needing to sell 4% of the portfolio. Well, you got to earn that money back with market returns. Instead, I'm going to tell you, consider a dividend portfolio. That's what we do for our clients. Again, my caveat or my disclaimer, don't just run out and start buying dividend stocks because I talked about dividends on here. Talk to your advisors. But consider a dividend portfolio. Properly structured can pay you an income that can increase every year, no matter what that market's doing, can increase each and every year, can be more predictable, more stable but it's not guaranteed because it's in the market. The other strategy that you need in connected to a dividend portfolio, you need to do both of these, is buy life insurance. Buy a life insurance policy on each of you. It doesn't have to be a billion dollars. Buy a buy a $150,000 life insurance policy on each of you so that when one of you passes away and you lose that social security benefit, you've got a tax-free death benefit that you can turn into an income stream to replace social security. It's simple. It's planning. It works. Okay? Then you're not having to worry about, geez, do I got to take on a roommate? Do I got to sell the house? You know? Can I not take my kids to Disneyland? You know, my grandkids to Disneyland? 
you're going to be cutting stuff out. If you're losing 62% of your income, you cut, that's a life change. You, you move into a new neighborhood. That's what that's about, guys. And I don't want to see that. We don't, and I don't want to see that with any of my clients. So we're planning ahead for this. Um, I used to say a long time ago, we got like 15 years, we got 18 years. No, no, we got 11 to plan for this. So we got to do this, okay? Okay, I'm out of time. I got to take a break, and then we're going to be heading into um, our next segment, which is IRA FAQs and our mailbag, and we're going to be getting into that. But if you got questions about this, this should be number one on your priority list. I'd love to hear from you. I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com. And I want you to reach out to me. I want you to schedule a phone call with me. On the website, there's a little button kind of floating around the bottom. It says schedule a call with Patrick. Just click on it. My calendar comes up. Answer a few questions. Give me your phone number. I'll call you. And it's free. Call's free. 30 minutes. We can chat about this. I can run some numbers. Talk to you about my RLA x-ray. Talk about, talk about the, the kind of specialty income planning we do. Been doing this for 22 years for people who are retired, already retired, or you're getting close and this is a concern for you. If income is a concern for you in retirement, we need to talk. I'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally. You've heard me say it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedoms you need to live your dream retirement. When it comes to the health side, I want to tell you about my family's personal chiropractor, Dr. Todd Royce, owner of Chiropractic First. Not only does he adjust us and get us back to our active lives, he teaches us about ongoing nutrition and living healthier. If you have any pain or stiffness in your back or neck, I want you to call Chiropractic First today at 243-0889. Mention Patrick for a free consultation. You don't need to live with pain or discomfort anymore. Call Dr. Todd at 243 or visit online at CairoFirst.net. Did you know that when I'm not here doing the show, I run Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in retirement income planning and managing investments for people who are currently retired or are getting close. I've been in financial services for over 22 years now and hosted this show for over 10. With a little bit of good planning, you can have peace of mind and a great retirement, and I'd love to help. If you would like to get more information or to learn about how you can work with us, visit PatrickMcNally.com. That's Patrick. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day, and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit TalkToPatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, TalkToPatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. TalkToPatrick.com. The number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement is healthcare-related costs. So fitness needs to be a part of your financial planning. Check out my gym, Strong City Strength and Conditioning, right down on Victor Avenue. They have a new group class called Longevity on Tuesdays and Thursdays designed for people age 55 and better. If you want to have fun and get fit, then visit StrongCitySTrengthAndConditioning.com. That's StrongCitySTrengthAndConditioning.com. Mention the show and get your first week for free. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, if you're just joining me, thank you for tuning in. This is Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. 
And uh, if you're listening to me on a Saturday morning, this is the live version of the show. If you're uh, on a podcast, maybe wondering why I take so many breaks or whatever, it's because this is a live radio show. But um, if you wanted to catch some of the past episodes, um, like I mentioned, they are on podcast. You can find them on iTunes. You can find them on Spotify, Pandora, uh, Amazon Music, Google, uh, pretty much any of the uh, the podcast players, you will find me. Just search Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally, and you'll find over 100 shows um, of our last episodes. And if you missed the last uh, segment, I felt like it was a little heated. Hopefully it didn't come across too heated, but uh, I was talking about Social Security. I get fired up when I talk about Social Security and um, the fact that the government's going to be cutting benefits I mean, at least they're telling us that's what what they're going to do. If they don't do anything, which they've been kicking this can down the road for over 40 years, that's the last time they made any substantial changes to Social Security. But I kind of went off. So if you want to hear that episode, um, it'll be available on podcast, or you can go to the website, patrickmcnally.com, and after 10 o'clock Pacific today, that show will be up. And uh, and you can listen to it if you've got. You definitely want to hear that if you've got concerns about your Social Security check. If you're going to be relying on your Social Security check as a pretty big source of your overall retirement income, you're going to want to catch that episode because I give some strategies on what you can be doing. There's nothing we can do about the cut. It's either going to happen or it doesn't. But what you can be doing is planning for it 11 years from now. Not planning for it. You're gonna. It, the cut is slated to happen in about 11 years or so. But you'd be planning for it today, so that it's not like a big, you know, surprise. Uh, I just lost 23% of my paycheck. Where did that come from? No, you don't want to be like that. So anyway, I'm gonna get off that um, that soapbox and jump onto another one. Um, this is my mailbag segment. This is where I have a little bit of fun with either comments from you or Facebook posts, groups I'm a part of. Whenever I get questions, um, sometimes I just take questions from people who come in and see me, or from phone conversation I have when they they book a phone call. A lot of the questions that I get often are are all the exact same questions. When it comes to retirement, there's like literally five questions that typically come up. They're just asked in a thousand different ways. <laughs> Does that make sense? So you can royal, you can really boil down retirement planning into kind of just a set number of questions. And it's usually because people have concerns about their income, concerns about taxes, inflation, recessions, estate planning. And that's usually where the questions kind of linger around. Number one is obviously with income. Do I have enough to retire? Do I have enough to last me for 30 years in retirement? And then, uh, you know, with, with taxes on the rise and recessions and inflation, how do I make my, my investments go up and my paycheck go up when I'm no longer getting a paycheck? So that's what I do. That's my specialty. So if you got questions, let me know. But I'm going to jump into my mailbag, and I'm going to start with one that's called, uh, this is from one of the groups I'm a part of called Smart Ideas for Early Retirement. It's a great group. they got like 26,000 people, I think, a part of this group. And he says, how do you handle boredom? In retirement, I'm recently retired and not finding the motivation to really do anything. I'm just going from one day to the next. And this actually is pretty common. Um, I addressed this in one of my shows. Was it last week or the week before? Where I talked about um, 
retirement mindsets. I think it might have been two weeks ago. Um, and I, I kind of talked about this, you know, how do you, you know, being, how do you have the right mindset heading into retirement? What are your expectations? And yeah, a lot of people get bored. I hear that all the time. This is very normal. And, you know, if you're feeling that way, again, it's, it's pretty normal. So there's a couple of comments from some of the other people, and then I'm going to make my own comments, but I'm going to read these first. And then it says, uh, think we all need purpose in every stage of our lives. In retirement, the challenge is that we have to create it for ourselves. That's a pretty good statement right there. You got to now create purpose in, in your stage in life. Actually, I'm kind of just pondering on this for a second. Um, you know, when we're working, we kind of, our identity kind of gets wrapped up in our, our, our life identity kind of gets wrapped up in our work. And when we retire, it can be real easy to kind of like sit back and be like, man, I, you know, am I really contributing in any way anymore? I was important at work and now I'm just kind of like sitting here at home. So that's kind of interesting. That That's kind of what I thought about when they made that statement. But it goes on to say, for me, as I dream of retirement, I'm thinking in terms of three key purposes. Number one, exploring and learning, travel, reading, and trying new things. Number two, remaining as healthy and active as I can. Number three, giving back to my community in some way. I think those are great. Um, I think those are great things to really, you can actually build kind of a plan, if you will, in retirement. You can literally like plan your day around like, okay, today I'm going to learn something new. Um, I might travel, you know, I might try something new today. Um, I know a couple shows ago I was talking about uh, trying new diets, um, trying healthier eating, maybe going green, maybe not necessarily vegan. I love a steak too much and a hamburger. I don't think I could ever go completely you know, plant-based. That was the word I was looking for. Been watching documentaries on plant-based diets, and I'm like, mm, I think I can add that to my diet, but I don't think I can completely give up meat. I love meat too much. So anyway, but trying new things, trying new foods, um, remaining as healthy and active. I love that. If you've ever heard my show before, you know I'm a big, big, big proponent, big believer in activity, working out, being healthy, I'm a member of a couple of gyms in town. Number one is Strong City Strength and Conditioning. My boy David Simmons and his crew over there do an amazing job. Those are group workouts. If you're into kind of, if you, if you know, if you like being around people, I'm a people person. That's that's my personality. My wife, not so much. She she likes to work out alone with the earbuds in. That's fine too. She gets her workout in. But if you like um, if you like group stuff, Strong City might be the one. My other gym is Simply Planet Fitness. You know, when I want to go, you know, just hit a treadmill or just kind of get it done and yeah, check out. I put on the headphones and you really don't talk to anybody when you go to Planet Fitness unless you see somebody you know. And even then you're just kind of like, yeah, hey, what's up? Okay, bye. Because um, you're getting your workout done. Finding something that works for you. I'm going to tell you this. I actually started tracking my calories. So I have this thing called a whoop band that I wear. Talked about this months ago, maybe even a year ago. I've been wearing this thing for a while. Because I'm a nerd and I love numbers. So I've been, I've been wearing this whoop band, tracking all my calories, my, I mean, heart. I mean, this thing does so much. But anyway, I've been watching it when I play golf. You wouldn't believe how many calories you burn just by playing golf. And, and let me tell you something. I, like, I love to work out, but when it comes to playing golf, I'm a little lazy. 
so I love driving a golf cart. I don't walk. I probably walk thirty percent of the time, but the other seventy percent, I'm riding. I got my feet up. I'm lounging, relaxing, and I still burn about a thousand calories over a four and a half hour round of golf. When I walk, I've burned up to three thousand calories in one round of golf. I, so I tell my wife, I'm like, I need to play more golf. If I, the secret to my diet. The secret to losing weight for Patrick is more golf. She doesn't really agree with me, so I haven't been able to sell that to her yet. But the evidence is there. Okay, anyway, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheeking, but remaining as healthy and active as you can, that is something that should be on every retiree's to-do list, I think, on a daily basis. I think if you could, I mean, start start slow. If you're, you know, if you're going from couch to the, you know, what is it called? Couch to the 5K. I never did that, but you know, you get the you get the idea. It's like you're going from not really doing much. Don't just dive in and go crazy because you won't stick with it. Do something two days a week for like a half hour a day. And then add a day. And then six months later, add a day. You'll stick with it better. If you make it an appointment on your calendar, cross off whatever. 9 a.m. You're out walking around the neighborhood for a half hour. And then kind of go from there. I think that's super, super smart and is a way that you can stick with your healthy activities. And then if you want to add a gym to it, do it. Um, okay, here's my financial. Here's my little financial tip for you. Because I've done this, I want you to learn from my mistakes. Don't buy a treadmill for your house. Mathematically, I'm just going to give you some financial advice from a mathematical standpoint. So I mentioned that I'm also a member at Planet Fitness. I think my membership there is $10 a month. 10 bucks a month. So I bought a treadmill like 10 years ago. It's sitting in my garage. This is how lame I am. I have a treadmill sitting in my garage, but I pay a gym to go use their treadmill. Ugh. But I paid like $2,000 for that treadmill. So if you do a little bit of math with me, the gym fee that I pay, $10 a month, it would take me 20 years to pay for the cost of that one treadmill at my house that I never use. Literally, it's in my garage, and it's got, like, clothes hanging on it. There you go. Financial tip. That one's free. Take it to the bank. Number three, giving back to your community in some way. I think that's wonderful. I think if you can do some volunteer stuff, I think that's always going to be amazing. You talk about fulfillment that you get from volunteering in the community, maybe finding something near and dear to your heart, um, you know, to, to, to give back, volunteer some way. Here's another uh, comment on this one, how to handle boredom in retirement. It says, uh, make a list of things that add energy to your life. Again, there's a, there's a list thing. And then do those things regularly. I have found not having some sense of structure into my days and weeks are the days and weeks that feel draining and not as fulfilling. So this person obviously is kind of making lists, sticking to the list, using a calendar. Guys, with today's smartphones and stuff, learn how to use your calendar. Set alerts. Set stuff on your calendar so that you're reminded. I mean, yeah, my parents used to have the calendar on the fridge and stuff and would use it religiously and you would kind of see what's going on or coming up. But today's day and age with technology, you can be out and about and be like, oh, Oh yeah, I forgot. Thirty minutes from now, I gotta go on my walk. 
you know, stuff like that. So use those calendars. One more here. It's important to keep active because if you do not guess what lovely things like dementia just start to creep into your life. Studies have shown that having a social life and keeping your mind engaged and physically active helps prevent dementia. I have a brother two years older than me, and the difference between our lifestyles are evident in our cognitive abilities. He was diagnosed in July and will be starting daily home health care. This is not always the case, but just be aware that it's nice to do nothing some days. Unfortunately, it's not a good thing to be in your life with dementia. Yeah, I can I can actually attest to that. Dementia runs in my family, unfortunately. My grandfather had dementia. My uncle has Alzheimer's. And my dad, my dad is 80 years old and has been accused of having dementia. It has not been diagnosed yet, but anyway, it's just those things, you know, keeping active and finding ways to stay healthy. And you can avoid some of those, uh, some of those health issues. All right, one more here is from a different gentleman. It's called the three stages of life. Okay, yeah, that's that's what he says. He goes, okay, the three stages of life: wanting stuff, accumulating stuff, and getting rid of stuff. <laughs> this one just kind of made me laugh because it's so stinking true. And and a lot of people on the comment section, there's like a hundred comments on here, were like, agreed preach truth this one person said 100 i'm totally getting rid of stuff next person i wish i had thought about three while engaging in two okay i wish i had thought about okay number three yeah getting rid of stuff while accumulating stuff there you go and then this person said i popped into a flea market with a friend yesterday and we were shocked at how little old glassware and dishes were selling for mostly brand new never used and priced at pennies on the dollar and even then, nobody was interested. And then we realized we have a lot of the same kind of stuff in our own houses. So I thought that was just kind of interesting. There's this whole thing going on right now about, um, what's it called? Like the minimalist minimalist lifestyle. Where and I fa- In fact, I'm a big documentary dork. I love documentaries like on Netflix and stuff. And I know there's one on there called like the minimalist or minimalist lifestyle where it kind of walks through these two uh, these two friends, these two guys who are buddies, how they kind of decide to go down this track of minim- minimalizing their lives, uh, simplifying, getting rid of stuff um, that just over-accumulates. And um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I try to do this every single year. Like I do a spring cleaning. I get rid of all the clothes that have been sitting in my closet that I look at, and I'm like, someday, yes, I will be back. I will be able to fit in that again. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to get rid of it. Um, You know, donate to somebody who can actually use it right now so it doesn't sit in there for 10 more years. But it's stuff like that. Um, I know some people, they'll be like, before I buy anything new, I get rid of two things. It's kind of an interesting take on it or how to get rid of stuff. So I thought that was pretty good. All right, I got time, a few more minutes here to get into an IRA frequently asked question, and I want to hit this one. It's talking about Roth IRAs. That wasn't the smoothest transition, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we're going to be, it's about moving my Roth 401k to my Roth IRA. And it says, late in my career, January 2020, my employer introduced a Roth 401k. This was in addition to the traditional pre-tax 401k we had for years. The money was kept in separate accounts. We could now choose the amount we wanted going to either Roth or traditional 401k. 
I've had many Roth IRAs over the years at various financial institutions. I began putting most of my earnings into the employer Roth and retired in late 2020 at 64 years old. Last week, I did a direct rollover, trustee to trustee, rolling all the money out of my 401k Roth and into my existing Roth IRA at Fidelity. Does this transfer look legit? And uh, the answer is, yeah, that's not a problem. If your first Roth IRA, the original Roth IRA, not the 401k, has been held for at least five years, that would mean your first contribution was 2017 or earlier. The entire balance in your Roth IRA, including that direct rollover um, of that Roth 401k, will be qualified and entirely tax-free. So you can be pulling on that money and not have to worry about um, any kind of 10% penalty. You're past 59 and a half. You've waited the five years. The clock rule is over. You can be yanking money out of that completely tax-free. Now, go see your CPA. I'm not a tax person. I'm not a CPA. Run it by them. But everything, everything looks on the up and up. Okay, guys, if you got questions about anything I talked about or you need clarification, visit patrickmcnally.com. Schedule a phone call with me. I'd love to hear from you. Order a copy of my book, download some free reports. When I come back, I'm going to be heading into action items, and I'm going to give you some good stuff on what you can be implementing right away, as well as a preview of the show next week. So don't go anywhere. Back in two minutes. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, Dr. Todd Royce from Chiropractic First in downtown Reading. It blows my mind how many people live in pain, but they don't have to. How many people put up with headaches and back pain and can't play golf or pick up their kids or grandkids? We often have permanent solutions to pain where people didn't think it was even possible. Come check us out at our downtown Reading office or call our office at 243-0889 or visit us on the web at chirofirstreading.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. All right, kids, we made it. We are in the final segment of the show. Thanks for sticking with me thus far. If you're just tuning in, well, shame on you. You need to hear the rest of the show. So I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com. I want you to click on the upper right-hand corner where it says podcast. And a little after 10 o'clock Pacific time, West Coast time, the show will be updated and available so you can hear the first part. I went off on Social Security. So a little summary of what we talked about today. Um, And then I'm going to launch into a few of, uh, I've got three action items I'm going to give you from our talk today. But yeah, if you did miss um, any portion of the show, I talked about a very, very important topic regarding Social Security which um, I, I just I got to highlight it again, the importance of planning for the eventual cut um, that they're telling us now is 23% in 2034, um, 11 years from now, um, because they're broke. And in that segment, I talked about, you know, an actual example of what the, the math looks like when you get a cut to that Social Security check, especially if you're counting on two checks as part of your retirement income, you got to plan for this because how are you going to make up that gap, right? I mean, that's a huge cut. And, and it's something like 60 or 70% of Americans, they rely on Social Security 
for for upwards of 60% of their overall income. So a cut like that could be a life-changing event. So you don't want to wait around till it happens to go, oh, maybe I should do something. No. That's why I've been preaching about this for like 20 years. It's nothing new. They've been telling us about this. The last time they made any substantial changes to Social Security was 40 years ago in 1983. And yeah, I just kind of feel like they're kicking the can down the road. So you need to be aware of what's going on. And so my number one action item for you pertaining to that segment is this. I want you to meet with an advisor to discuss Social Security benefit losses and how to plan for the replacement of that check. Um, obviously, would love it to be with me. You can schedule a phone call. Would love to hear from you, um, and we can run those numbers. And I, I do this for all of our clients when we run the RLA X-ray. We do an X-ray snapshot of the investments and planning and make sure that uh, the last thing you got to worry about is your income in retirement. That's why we specialize in income planning. We run these numbers so that you know year by year what the expectation can be, and we see it right on there. 11 years from now, you see that 20% cut, so it's built in. It's planned for, so there's no surprises. I want you. So if it's not with me, I want you to meet with your current person, and I want you to say, hey, what's going on with this uh, Social Security cut, and what's that going to look like? with my income needs. Because depending on the type of investments that you're in and how you're invested, um, really, if you're doing like the 4% rule thing, if you're selling investments to get your income, you just have to end up selling more investments to make up the gap. So you start to creep into, is it even a sustainable uh, withdrawal rate? And what I mean by that is if right now you're taking out 4%, let's say you're doing the old 4% rule, which is very common, I don't like it, but it's common. That means you're selling 4% of your portfolio to get your income. Well, when Social Security cuts your paycheck by 20%, you're actually going to have to almost double the amount of money that you take take from your investments to fill the gap. So imagine now you're taking 8% out of your investments every year just to pay your bills. It's not your fault. You're not taking any more money. You're not spending any more money. You're spending the same amount of money, but... You just got to pull it from from that area. So that's a huge, huge thing. Number two, I want you to create a weekly plan for activity so you don't get bored in retirement. Create that plan. Stick to that plan. Make appointments for when your workouts are going to happen. Make appointments for when you're going to go, you know, volunteer somewhere as a part of the community. You make it an appointment, you'll show up. And number three, I want you to be sure to ask questions and understand the complex rules of IRA planning. If you own IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, all the other alphabet soup that are retirement plans, they have their own set of rules and you got to play by them so that you don't get beat up. Next week on my show, we're going to be wrapping up the month of April and I'm going to we started off the month of April with pre-retirement planning. We're going to end it with post retirement planning. What to do now that you're retired to keep your plan going, to continue to have the peace of mind that you want to achieve in retirement. Because the last thing I want is for you to be stressing out about the money. And that is what planning can accomplish for you. Thanks for listening today. I'll be back at it again next week and I wish you the best 